Life used to be so much simpler, didn't it? Perhaps I'm just getting old, but it, it used to be that you would build a website, users went to it, they bought stuff, job done, simple. Now we live in a world of Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Flickr, Google+, and on and on and on. A new social networking site seems to pop up every five minutes and we mindlessly sign up like zombies in search of brains. It's not considered, it's just what you do. You might pay, uh, play with it for a while and experiment, but after a while we give up. And our main motivation for signing up in the first place was to make sure we got the username in case the network became big. Before we know it, we have these little pockets of users spread far and wide across the web, most of which we rarely communicate with. It's time to step back and th- you know think strategically about it. Start by asking which networks you're going to support and which ones you're going to ignore. And to do that, I have three questions. Three questions which will help you consider whether or not to actually make use of a particular social network. Those questions are, does it reach an audience that my other channels do not reach? Secondly, does it? Uh, do I have time to effectively support this channel? And finally, does it provide me with a functionality not available elsewhere? Take, for example, Instagram. Headscape does not have a presence on Instagram and probably never will. It doesn't reach an audience that we can't already reach through Facebook or Twitter. I could just upload uh, photos as easily to Flickr, Facebook or even Twitter. It's just another network for me to manage with little in the way of return. LinkedIn, on the other hand, is another story. We have a Boag World group and a company page on LinkedIn and that's because LinkedIn allows more depth discussion than we can carry out on Twitter and it reaches an audience that are not big users of Facebook or Twitter. Choosing a network is about identifying its role in your ecosystem and that is the key. For me, each network I utilise to promote the work of Headscape plays a different role. There's the Boag World Twitter account, which has the biggest active following, and so is our primary social network tool. It is where users can learn about digital best practice, can get a sense of our expertise and a glimpse behind the doors of Headscape. Then we have our official Headscape Twitter account, which is a new addition and exists primarily for announcements and news about the company and what we're doing. There's our LinkedIn page, which plays a similar role to our Headscape Twitter account, but reaches a different audience. If I update our Twitter account, chances are I'm going to be updating the LinkedIn one too. There's the Boag World Facebook page and the Boag World LinkedIn group. And these are meant to be more conversational. Twitter is great and all, but it doesn't really encourage my followers to talk to one another. Facebook and LinkedIn allow that which is great for peer-to-peer recommendation. The reason I have both a Facebook and a LinkedIn group is because they reach different audiences. Then there's the Boag World website and podcast, and that's all about education. This exists to show our expertise, make people feel more knowledgeable, and to reflect a little bit of Headscape's personality at the same time. In many ways, that is an extension of our Twitter account. And then finally, there's the Headscape website, which is a more formal selling tool. It answers questions of those thinking of hiring us and shows off our work. So as you can see, each of the different presences we have online all play a slightly different role. Each meets a need um, and each ultimately draws users back to either the Headscape site or the Boag World site. 
So does all of this take a lot of management? Well, yes and no. I put a lot of effort into creating content such as this post, but once I have, sharing it across the ecosystem is easy. I get a lot of mileage out of a single post and I think that's what makes it worthwhile. For a start, I record an audio version of every post and upload it to Audio uh, Boo. Audio, this turns um, it into a podcast and that means I can reach an audience too busy to sit down and read a post. Recently, I've also started playing with the idea of turning posts into video too, but I'm not sure whether it's worth the additional work or not. Now, when it comes to actually sharing across the appropriate networks, that's easy because I use a tool called Buffer. This allows me to post to as many or as few of my networks as I feel is appropriate for that particular post. Posts shared on Twitter tend to have the most reach, but those that go onto Facebook generate more conversation, relatively speaking. Finally, these posts um, also get sent to LinkedIn because that tends to be where prospective clients see them. In short, one post can go a long way if you put the right ecosystem in place, but you have to take the time to do that.